just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Great to have you. And I have a special guest for a special audience. And uh, you may be a part of this audience. Uh, If not, you know someone. I am a father. I have one wife. I have two daughters. I have two daughters-in-law. And so I am concerned and and I, I care about their well-being, about their spiritual health. But as a dad and as a Gen Xer with some millennial and Gen Z kids, I don't always know how to relate, uh, to be honest with you. The language changes, the times change. And so that's why I think it's important for me to have guests who can speak to different audiences uh, and can relate and can inform me of some things that, you know, we just, we're we're limited to ourselves and how we see things. So today is one of those guests. Uh, my, My guest is Grace Valentine. She has a wonderful presence online uh has reached a lot of young women uh has a new book that i want to show you that is a devotional book a great gift idea by the way if you're always looking for something for your daughter or granddaughter or someone in your life it is called to the girl looking for more looks just like this uh and and available now just dropped uh and and it's really the type of thing that if you have someone in your life or you are that person and you want to grow spiritually, uh, Grace is there to walk with you. And so I'm excited to have her here to talk with me for a short time. Grace, welcome to Life Today Live. Great to have you. I'm so excited to be here. And I love that you're with Father's Day coming up, Mother's Day coming up. It's so sweet the way you've been just talking about your daughters and how you can sense like your love and your care for them. And so oh, oh. it's sweet for me to watch. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you want to, you want to see the dad who loses it all. Just, you know, go look at the wedding videos of, uh, Oh, I live for this the, moment. Oh my the, Lord. The first look with the dad or he's walking down the aisle. So oh. I'm going to have to stalk you to find that <laughs> and and you know i i think that's that's the way it should be uh i mean you you want to get me soft you talk to me about my girls uh because i think that is that is sort of a picture a snapshot of god's love for all of us but you know that love for for a daughter so i want my girls to, to want more i told my daughters don't settle and thank god they haven't uh, and so this is this is something that's close to my heart. What do, what are you trying to convey though? As you walk through ninety days of devotions with with young girls, what is it that you're trying to instill in them? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think my my goal and my purpose and my prayer for this book was that like with in a world where girls are taught to be more, like they need to be prettier, they need to be better, they need to be more successful, they need to be more independent, like they need to be. Um, more like the world and like fit in like my goal for them was to feel like more content like more presence of Jesus in their life more joy um, more just the confidence that comes from Christ and not from their own body or from 
their own doing or from their grades, like something that actually is fulfilling. And so I think all it takes is one scroll on social media and you see like this generation is definitely feeling like whether it's attacked from the enemy or just a lot of insecurity and especially young women. And so my goal for this was to be like, hey, like you can experience more life, but it actually comes when you experience the presence of God and not when you are seeking to be more, but when you realize that there's a God who is more than enough and will give you more than you ever desire anything this world can offer. And so that was my, always my goal for the book. And I think my heart from it just came from just scrolling on social media and seeing like a lot of insecurity and a lot of struggles for young women um, and wanting something relatable for them. Like, okay, like a lot of these girls are crying over guys they don't even date because situationships <laughs> are so common. Like, you know, a lot of these girls are insecure on social media and feeling the need to like post like their body on social media. And so kind of meeting them where they're at and being relatable, but also bringing them back to God's scripture and, a re and guided prayers. And so that's been something that was my goal for this. So uh, given all... I mean, as, as a, again, as a father, and I'll try not to relate everything there, but that's just that's where I'm at. Good Lord, the assault of the world on our young women. It's just, it's overwhelming at times, and the messaging and the pressure. And I'm just curious how you, as a young woman, how did you escape all that in a sense? How did you not give in to that in order mm -hmm. to establish the identity that you have? Because you've you build on a, on a strong foundation and that's, that's hard in this world, especially for young women who a lot of times want acceptance and approval. How did you do that? Yeah, no, I think honestly, I didn't do it. I think that's how most people's stories with their faith is first. I first didn't, you know, mm. and then I, I bought into the law. And I think in college, I struggled, especially with like the drinking culture and party culture. Um, and so I ended up speaking a lot to like sorority girls, actually, <laughs> which is the irony. I'm like, that's like some of my big hearts, like some of those SEC sorority girls who are just told this lie and they're so broken. It is so almost easy to meet them where they're at because they've tried it and they're so tired and they're like this isn't fun like it's not fun to wake up with cringy texts and a hangover and anxiety about what you did the night before like it's not fun to date a guy who treats you like crap like it's not fun to be someone who's obsessed with your grades and only get disappointed because there's always someone smarter there's always someone prettier and i think i just had a moment with jesus in college where i was like i this isn't fun like i i, I did this because i thought i'd be freeing and like there's no freedom that comes from getting blackout. There's no freedom that comes from posting things on social media bad. And I just honestly fell to my knees and was like, God, like I want, I still want to have a fun life. Like, can you show me that your obedience can be fun? I'm going to give it a shot. And then when I actually started walking with God, I was like, wait, I feel better. Like <laughs> that almost lie the Lord was telling me, like the world was telling me it was just like not worth it. And so that kind of became my passion of just being relatable and being like, you know what? Like, yeah, some of you feel stuck, but like, I promise you obedience is not going to stop you from finding freedom. It's going to only help you gain freedom because I think that's the issue is they feel like they don't fit in this whole like perfect little box, but I'm like, God's not asking for your perfection. And I'm sorry if like any times you felt like he was asking for your perfection, but that wasn't God. Like he's asking for your heart. He's asking for your obedience. He's asking for you to feel his freedom. Um, not for you to feel like it's just a list of rules, but for you to trust him enough to follow his guidelines so that you can experience that freedom. And so, yeah, learn some lessons the hard way. And I think that's how everyone's testimony kind of is. Yeah, sure. Is that where the title of your podcast came from? Yes. Yeah, so honestly, my title for my podcast, Water into Wine, is like, um, or is mainly about like taking the most ordinary things and making them beautiful. But also, I purposely called it that to hopefully relate to the college girls who are in that. I always say like, right now, I mean, you've heard of barstool sports and like 
some of it can be like, you know, cool, relatable, but like some of it can be so degrading, especially for young women. Mm -hmm. And so I have such a passion for like college, young adult, even upper high school. And I realized that that is like their number one network right now. Like I wish it was live today TV, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so part of the reason of being like, okay, like, you know, God can make something so ordinary, like, and make it something so beautiful. Like he can make miracles happen in the middle of your college finals week. He can make miracles happen in your twenties when you have just experienced a breakup, when you feel like no one's looking at you and you feel overlooked. And so like, let God take the ordinary and make it something beautiful and spectacular, like mm. give him a chance. And so mm. that's where that. Walk us through some of the devotions, sort sort of the topics that you're hitting that, uh, that are resonating with young girls. Yeah, I mean, one of the ones that really resonates with a lot of young girls is to the girl who feels overlooked. And I talk about Hagar and that um, just because I think, well, one, I try to always incorporate either like a Bible story or like a passage where they actually can understand the scripture because I don't like cherry picking. Like, I think that's like that's not going to change people because the, the scripture is what changes people's heart. Like the Holy Spirit convicts like this can be a tool and a bridge that I hope leads them to an honest conversation with God. And then the, to the girl who feels overlooked, I talk about Hagar. Um, and just how she calls God, the God who sees me was in the middle of her worst moment. And I think that's something I relate to in my life of being like, there's a God who sees you like personally. So that one was important. There's a lot about like relationships and singleness, especially I think girls need to realize like at the end of the day, like they could get a boyfriend if they wanted to, but like, don't, you're not choosing to be single. You're choosing to not settle. And like, you need to look for a love that reflects what God's love is. Um, and that you're not looking for perfection, but you're looking for someone who can lead you. And like, I can be very like, I love woman empowerment, but like you still need a, a relationship that represents like a guy leading you. And so that's something that I try to encourage them in a biblical way, but also in a relatable way. Like, you know, you can still get the good job. You can still be in politics like Deborah, you know, like you can still do so many great things. And so, but like, there's something so beautiful about having a man who leads you and submits to the Lord. And so those are things to talk about. And also to the girl ready to like love herself was one I enjoyed because I think the, sometimes girls just sit in insecurity. It's like, if you've ever watched a daughter get ready for a homecoming dance, I'm sure, which I'm sure you have. Mm. And like, they just get ready for like eight hours. Like they wake up, <laughs> it's art what they're thinking about. They're looking in the mirror. They're like, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Um, but it's like the idea of like, you need to be ready to like, and be tired of that, like tired of living that life and be like, I want to love myself. But in order to love myself, it's not falling in love with my body or falling in love with the way I look. And it's finally falling in love with my creator and savior. And that's actually what gives you confidence. Because right now, I think we see girls who are ready to love themselves. So they post a bikini picture and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm finding confidence in my body. I'm like, that's not freeing either. Like, you know, like find confidence in your creator. It's not about being like a baddie online. Like it's about actually knowing who your God is and who your creator is. How does how does this resonate with the girls you're talking to? I, I'm I'm imagining, and just if I if I'm making this up, you can just say so. But I, I would think that when you start speaking about these issues, you really start to touch some nerves in some young girls. You know what's interesting? I'm finding, and I think it might be my tone because I use humor, like especially, and I use sarcasm. They <laughs> usually end up agreeing with me, even if they like. Because I'm like, okay, imagine if you got to your wedding day, like, and the guy's vows, he looked at you and says, man, the minute you posted that bikini picture, dang, I knew you were the one. Like, <laughs> you'd be like, that's the worst wedding vows ever. Like, I hope he loves my character, my humor, my, like, my fruits, of, the fruit of spirit that I'm rooted in. Like, that's what I wanted to know me for. So then I'm like, why are you posting this bait? And honestly, I think because I'm coming from personal experiences and I mainly talk about times I did it wrong, you know? um they end up like actually it doesn't punch a nerve it almost just hits like the the brokenness that they feel and mm -hmm. so that's always been my prayer is to not be like legalistic um 
but to show them like there's freedom in the obedience. Like it's so great. And so, um, and I'm not this like cookie cutter, you know, like I'm like 26, like I'm saying like, you know, I have my own house with a pink door. I'm sassy. I mow my lawn. Like I'm independent in some ways, but I love being dependent on the Lord. And so I think they can kind of relate a lot to me. Those ones who feel very broken that instead of feeling that nerve, they just feel that brokenness in their heart and they want Christ to come in. I mean, at least that's my prayer every now and then you'll get, you know, some social media haters, but I will just be like, Hey, this is my heart. And usually I've been able to like sweat, stay away from the haters. And I think it's just because they, they see that I'm not coming from it in a hard angle. It's coming from a, I understand. So what, what the audience is experiencing right now is, is a little bit of a generational disconnect because what's funny is the language that I use when I say touch a nerve, I mean, go to that deep place and minister to them. But what oh. you heard, right? What you heard was something entirely snowflake. <laughs> right. Like, no, yeah, no, yeah. and not what I meant at all. What I meant literally was, was you're reaching yeah. into those deep places where there is the brokenness. But yeah. here's, here's what happens. And this is what I love about uh, people just like you, Grace, is because there are gaps between parents and children a lot of times, generational things, even some cultural things, uh, the language can get a little confused. Like I could, I've seen this. I could say something to my children and they would not hear me at all. And I could even be using the right language. I'm, you know, I, I, Hooking up in my generation was not hooking up in your generation. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I get some of these things, right? But they can hear it from someone like you and be more receptive to it. And I'm like, that's what I've been saying for the last three years to this child, you know? And yeah. it does, it, God does use us in, in different ways to get through to us. So, um, <laughs> that's funny that you heard. Well, I love the that haters. you say that. Because I always also tell girls that like wisdom, like is something so lost in this generation that like it, when my like my dad had to learn how to change a tire, he had to ask someone older than him. He couldn't go on YouTube. Like he couldn't just yeah. like Google tutorial. And I even joke with little girls, like not little girl, that sounds so bad. Um, but with high school girls or college girls, like they're even Googling like how to kiss a boy. Like they're not asking like, you know, they're like, like those are things that like, they're just like in a social media world, like where they're like, I'll figure it out on my own. They, they think that's where wisdom comes from. Like this online portal of like knowledge or like, you know, now AI, whatever it is. Oh, um, but like older generations had to actually ask someone older than them. And so like, and we see in Ecclesiastes, I believe one nine, it's like, like what has been will be again. There's nothing new under the sun. Like I've tried to encourage girls because like the best mentorship I have have come from family members older than me. Like those are the best advice you'll get because they're steps ahead. Like, and wisdom is something that can't be taught in a textbook, can't be found online. Like you need people in, who are older than you and who've been walking with Christ for longer than you to be who they needed when they were younger and pour that advice into you. And so I want to also encourage anyone older, like find someone younger. Like you may think they don't, they don't like listen and they you can't understand but like there's nothing new under the sun and like they need to hear the wisdom from people older than them <laughs> and and they may snicker when you say something because of language changing but that's okay yeah, you'll, learn. you'll learn you'll learn I'm ready to go to that. <laughs> I, know, I know. I was like, oh, no, that's not I mean the haters. Um, Did I touch her nerve? Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Right. I, and that's what my kids would say. Or, I don't know my wife would say, you're on my last nerve, but that's a different thing entirely. Okay. I'm curious what the overriding, overarching insecurities are in, in young women these days. And I mean, are they the same thing like, like they've always been? Or are there some unique things you think in? in this generation? I think the 
same things that have always been, but they're expanded because of social media. Because it's like, if you're feeling lonely at school, or if you're feeling lonely, then then you open up your social media and you watch everyone hang out without you, people you think were your friends. So now you feel even lonelier sitting on your bed when before you could be reading or like doing something productive. And now you're just scrolling. Or if you're feeling insecure about your looks, you know, you go to formal, you go to prom, and then you didn't feel your best, you come home and then you look at social media and you're once again reminded. So it's like this constant like fight that pinches those like it pinches those nerves it reminds them of all that feelings constantly and the sad thing is they're not having good boundaries when it comes to social media and i always say like yeah the issue with this generation is they are being discipled but it's not by believers you know it's like it's like they scroll they find this older mentor that they not mentor but this older person on social media who's posting these horrible things horrible podcasts and like that's what they're allowing and so they've let these voices in and it's easier for these voices to get inside them because of literally just social media. And so I would say it's the same things just expanded. And especially when it comes to just insecurity, like their comparison is the worst. And I think it reminds me of the Proverbs that says like anger is horrible. Like wrath is also bad, but jealousy is like the worst you can have, like Mm. the worst feeling you can have. Mm. Um, And so I'm seeing that in them a lot. Like they're trying to be the prettiest girl in the room and then they're upset. They're trying to be the most successful and then they're upset. They're trying to be better than their, even their friends. And so they're not celebrating their friends' successes, they're competing with their friendships. And so I think those are things that I try to call out, call them up in, like, and realize like, okay, you cannot control if you're the prettiest girl in the world. I'm always telling girls, I'm like, straight up, like Zendaya, probably hotter than all of us. Like, that's just how it works. Like, you know, like Angelina Jolie, like better looking than me. Like, you know, that's just how, it's not bad, it's just truth. And so, but in the world standards, and so like, don't look at the world, like try to be the kindest, try to be the most loving, try to be the most gentle because that's what you can control. And that actually leaves a legacy that represents Christ. And that's what you should want when it, like I always say, when you get to your funeral one day, like you hope people are talking about the way you love, not the way you look like or your success or how great your GPA was. Like that's actually what changes hearts. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's that's wisdom. Uh, and that's the wisdom that Grace Valentine is sharing in her devotional book to the girl looking for more. Uh, and to the point of the title, uh, do you find that girls maybe that have tried a lot of things you know the the school success the popularity the the career even um do you find they are looking for more yeah i feel like because they're never satisfied i mean scripture says it's almost like when the woman at the well like there's they're drinking from water that's not filling them up you know Mm. and so like they need that everlasting water and so I totally think they're still looking for more because they go to school, they can like they finesse it. It reminds me of my own testimony of like, I remember being like the weird girl and wanting more. And like, if I just looked a certain way and then I became class president and was like, cool, but I was even more insecure than ever before. And so it's like, you always want something more until you realize that the presence of God is more than enough. And when you're walking with that presence and the Holy Spirit in your heart, that is when you have purpose. Because I think that's also something lost in this generation is that they're their purpose is trying to be the best and like, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to not win, you know, but when your purpose is to live a loving life and not waste your time trying to prove you're worth loving, then like you actually are walking on mission and you're walking on purpose and you're walking in love and that makes life worthwhile. And so I definitely see girls, even without realizing that they're looking for more, even if they think they're succeeding in this world. Um, and that's why I think that title was named that because I was like, you know what, like, I want them to see that there is more, um, but it's finding more peace where that comes from Jesus, more contentment, more self-love that comes from knowing the one who loves you. And so that's always been on my heart. So, so right. Such wisdom. And and I, I love hearing it and I love that you're proclaiming it. Are you, are girls hearing you? Are young girls hearing you? 
Yeah, because there's such a need. And I think, um, I mean, yeah, my social media, I will, I used to try to do these like one quote things. Like, and I was like, and I was like, I don't know how to do that. I'm going to write five slides. This generation's ADD though. They're never going to read all of them, but like, I'm going to make a devotional because I want there to always be scripture. And so that's kind of where this devotional came from because mm -hmm. a lot of my titles are to the girl struggling with insecurity, to the girl who feels overlooked, to the girl just graduating high school. And so I do those titles on my social media and it's interesting because they end up reading all five slides and they want more, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, in a world where you think you have only one shot to get to them, like, you know, and don't get me wrong, I have to do those catchy titles because I know they're scrolling and they're seeing everything, but they do want to read five slides on Instagram, like that are big with a lot of scripture. And I'll get girls who are like, I'm not even a really a believer, but I really enjoy your posts. Like, um, how do I start reading the Bible more? Like you make the, you know, and so that's, that, that's moments like that are why I do what I do is because hopefully it gets them to talk to God and gives them an opportunity to understand scripture in a relatable way. Um, and actual stories of scripture, not cherry picking, because yeah. that's what changes laws. You know, <laughs> Grace, you, uh, you give us old people hope <laughs> and encouragement because this is what, we want to see in your generation, you know, in those generations behind us. One of your devotions is titled to the girl who wants to hear God. Do you find that there are a lot of girls who really do want to hear God's voice in their own life? Oh, yes. But the issue is, it's like, you know, I talk about comparison. They're not just comparing their looks, they're comparing Christianity. Sometimes they're like, there's always the girls who are the good girls who are like, crap, I never went to jail. Like my testimony is so boring. My parents told me about Jesus Christ. Like, oh no, I never did drugs. Like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's good. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, like, please keep it that way. Um, and they are thought, they expect God to talk the way that he's talking to other people, you know, um, or the way other people present it. And so sometimes they'll be at a worship night and maybe they don't feel anything and their hands aren't up, but maybe they hear something in the sermon. So it's like, don't look at how God's talking to other people. Like, look at God's how he's talking to you. Yeah. If you want to hear God's scripture is a great way to talk. Because I think sometimes this generation has been sold feelings more than they have his presence, mm. you know? And even in like, without realizing it, sometimes the way we've done Church. Like, I don't want to say, because I don't want to put a blanket statement, but some of the youth group events have been so great. And I used to work as a youth minister, as a girls minister. But sometimes we're like trying to create such a good feeling that that's not going to help them long term. And so it's about like hearing God is something where you have to renew your mind daily and go to him daily. Like, and it's going to be some moments where you're going to think he's silent, but he's just in the back scenes working and like, look around, like go on a walk and watch the way he moves in your life. And you may never hear an audible voice. Like, I always say a lot of young girls are expecting to sound like Morgan Freeman. Like they watch like the Noah's Ark movie, you know? And I'm like, he does, there's no deep voice a lot of times. Like, it's just sometimes this thought in your heart that isn't your own. And you're like, I would never wanted to go to talk to that girl, but why do I feel something in my heart telling me to go talk to that girl? Mm. And I'm like, that's the Holy Spirit, that is God. And so I think that is something I've learned. They're also just comparing other people's faith to their own. And they feel like, oh no, God's talking to her, not me. And I'm like, no, he is trying to talk to you. Like yeah. he is. Yeah. But you have to be still to know that he is God. Like you have to take a second and a breather. And so that's something that they want so desperately, but they're just comparing so much. I I, I love it. I mean, you guys listening, you you know, you're going to get some solid biblical, uh, not advice, just direction. And so this one's, this one's going to my um, younger daughter. Uh, and, oh, I, and I yeah. thank you for that. Would you take a moment? I'm curious. <laughs> I don't want to put you too much on the spot, but let's have some fun. What would you say to the parents out there who have girls in this age group, maybe, or granddaughters even, 
and and they really want to speak into their lives but they don't feel equipped or they don't know what to say or it's awkward at times what would you say to us parents and grandparents well i think it's always going to be awkward in general when you're trying to like help someone see that they're worth more and they're so stuck in their ways um sometimes it's just all about being there you know and i think like the most beautiful thing you can be is showing them an example like for the moms out there the way that you talk about your body is going to affect the way that they look at their body so if summer's coming and you're like oh no i've you wait like they're gonna look at that and they're gonna without realizing it you're discipling them in some way even if you think they're not listening they are and so make sure you're discipling them well and make sure even the way you're speaking about god and other people is kind because they're listening to that and that's affecting the way they speak about themselves and so that's like the most tangible ways but also i mean just don't give up on the church, I think is something so important. This generation is very like trying to deconstruct their faith, they're saying, or like they're very hurt by the church sometimes. Um, Show them an example of how like, yes, the church can be hard. It's full of broken people, but you wake up and you give it a shot. And I think that's something that's getting lost in this generation. And so just being consistent there will make a world of difference later on. And so I even say if they're in high school, like force them. Like I, that sounds like kind of hard, but like tell them, hey, this is what we do as a family. And like I can look back on the moments my parents did that, and I'm so thankful. <laughs> um, I didn't want to get up at 8:30, but like I'm thankful I did. And so, but yeah, don't feel weird for that. You're not called to be their best friend, but you are called to disciple them. And so that's important. You, uh, wow, yeah, you are so right. I, I and oh, I love that parents. Parents that let the kids run the house, it never ends well. Uh, and and I don't mean with an, like an iron fist, but just some order and some just dis- and and leading by example. I mean, geez, Grace, you're nailing it. Um, I want to show people real quick. I want to give you the last word here in just a second. By the way, so anything that you want to cover that we haven't, be ready. But I want to show people real quick your website. This is GraceValentine.org, and she's got some, lots of books. She's gonna have more. She's got, of course, she's got her blog, got podcasts. She also speaks. Uh, I don't know what retreat director means right there. Maybe you can tell oh, us. But I didn't. Someone else is about I have a retreat for nineteen to twenty-four year olds, and so it's actually happening next week. And so there's no more spots. But y'all can be praying for that. If anyone listening would love to pray for that, it's like it's very cool. It's like a hundred girls come to this place that I accepted Christ, and it's the mountains near Ridgecrest, which is like the conference center there, which is used to be partnered with Lifeway. But I went to like the summer camps nearby, and so it's what really state? cool to. Talk girls come from all over where's where's is, where's is ridgecrest uh right by Asheville, north carolina north carolina oh beautiful okay so all right well the good to know about it. you can get more about that on on her website but also what i wanted to say and because you do travel and speak to to groups mm-hmm. yeah if yes. you're wanting to do something for the, the young girls in your in your church and your community go to grace valentine put it up there on the screen again go to gracevalentine.org and and check her availability and uh, and by the way pay her for her time well i'll just throw that in there she won't say that but i will because she will bless your girls because you can tell if you believe you made it this far in the interview you can tell she is giving solid biblical wisdom in a way that can relate to young girls and i thank you for that um last word from you what what are you what are you trying to accomplish or what do you want people to hear gosh i mean my accomplishment going back to i said this quote earlier but this for this book especially my prayer for this generation is like that they would stop wasting their time trying to prove they're worth loving and be loving and so that is ultimately i'm like if all these girls woke up went to their colleges their high school their sororities their whatever it is their churches and just was looking for the overlooked and loving them well um i always use the example of tabitha in the bible in acts 9. she we don't know much about her like she's not someone who has a whole book of the bible but it says she like cared for the widows and the poor and she sewed them clothes and then 
Peter had her rise from the dead and not rise from the dead technically, but like be like dead, not whatever. Anyways, that's not the theological term, but she was cleaned in the upper room, came to new life. And I think that's just what I want for girls to not be, not try to be the main character, just to live a loving life because that's what changes the hearts of people who are overlooked and hurt. Love it. Love it. You're so right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you guys out there watching. You know a girl who wants more. Pick up the devotional. Make it a gift. Uh, just set it out. Make it available. Uh, and and you, can, you can bless that girl in your life. Or if you are that girl and you're watching that, thanks for hanging out with us. You can hit that subscribe or uh, follow button. You'll, you'll see more good interviews and inspiration. And uh, hit share if you want someone to be blessed by this. Here's the book. Pick it up wherever you get books. We'll see you again next time on Life Today Live.